and welcome to C Squared. Reviews beyond the speed of light. This time, as you can probably guess, we're reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp. In fact, we just returned from the theater. Karma, what did you think? Well, first I want to give a little bit of background. Oh. The last time we saw Ant-Man, I mean, of course, there was a first Ant-Man movie, but then he made an appearance in Avengers Civil War. Captain America Civil Avengers Civil War. Yeah. I guess... It was Captain America Civil War was the title, but it was an Avengers movie. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Civil War. He Civil in War. Civil he appeared War. in Civil War, being on one side of the Avengers, helping the others. And then, of course... In Civil War, they have they introduced the concept of the something accord, where the Sokovia Accord, Sokovia right. Accord, where now people who have superpowers aren't allowed to use them. It's illegal to use them, and so they're all right. running and hiding. But Ant Man well, was caught, and that's how this movie starts. He is under under house arrest. He surrendered. Um, we we previously discussed Avengers: Infinity War, where you have Captain America. The um, Falcon, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch are on the run. Right. And after Vision. after getting helped out by no Vision was had stuck with um, the rest of the Avengers with Iron Man and War Machine at the end of the but then how previous Avengers movie because the the idea is they're kind of sneaking off seeing each other. Okay, all right. Anyway, and they they mention in that movie that both Hawkeye and Ant Man had been on the run briefly, and then they both surrendered because yeah. they have families. Right. Um, Hawkeye's married with kids, and Scott Lang, Ant-Man, is divorced, but he has, a little, he has a little girl. That he loves very much. So they surrendered. Yeah. As, as a way so they could get part right. of their life back. And so as Ant-Man and the Wasp opens, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, has been under house arrest for, what did they say, Almost two, two years? Almost two years. And, and, he's he's got, and he's got three more days before his two years is up. And that's when... The wasp hits the fan. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so what happens is it he it, he goes to take a bath, <laughs> and as he's in the bathtub, he has this dream of Mr. Pym's wife, the, the wasp. The original wasp. The original. In, wasp. in the first Ant Man movie, we discovered that back in I think it was the 1950s yeah. or 60s, Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man and invented all the Ant-Man technology. And his wife, Janet Van Dyne, was the original Wasp. Right. And in this... And she... Well, la she later in this in this movie, you find out the whole story about how they were trying to stop a rogue missile that was going they to actually, destroy... Actually, the movie opens that way because that, way. that was a flashback to the original Ant-Man movie because I remember those scenes from the original oh, Ant-Man okay. movie. And so, in trying to stop it, the original Wasp shrunk herself down so far that she got lost in, in the quantum, quantum whatever it is realm. quantum realm and she's been gone missing for 30 years now and Pim thought she was dead right because he thought that if you shrink that small you can't come back but right. then in the first Ant-Man Ant-Man does shrink that small but because he has such a strong desire to be with his daughter he's able to bring himself back and this gives Professor Pym an idea that, that maybe oh, maybe she's still alive maybe she's still maybe alive maybe we can get her and they find her. her. So the whole movie is about the main storyline is they're creating this quantum tunnel mm -hmm. so they can go rescue the wife. Well, that's when enters all these other extra characters well, let's, that let's, let's, up let's, the tension. So Scott is... 
taking a bath and he has a dream right about the the original the wasp. original wasp played by Michelle Pfeiffer who is looking fantastic this woman is aging so well yeah. <laughs> and so he call even though he was only got three days left on his house arrest he calls Henry Pym yeah and says hey I had this weird dream about your wife yeah. I don't know if it means anything yeah and then. The Wasp, the current day Wasp, which right. is the original Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne's daughter, who we met in the first Ant-Man movie. Exactly. Shows up and takes, basically kidnaps him from his right. house. Right, yes. And says, we need your help to try and rescue my mom. <laughs> and they program an ant to, like, mimic his movements in the house. Because he's got one of those ankle... He's got an ankle thing. ...thing that warns him. And, and you get... Uh, the F, I guess he's an FBI agent yeah. who shows up every time he like and, accidentally and puts his really foot out. To... Well played by the actor who also happens to play the father in Fresh Off the Boat, which is a sitcom about an Asian American family. This is a really rambling, incoherent review so far because we keep interrupting yeah, we each other. We should tell the plot. Okay. First. Well, I got there. It was like, so the whole plot is they're building this quantum tunnel. And then enters in all these characters that add tension. So let's go over each of these extra elements one at a time. Okay. Because there's a lot so of them. The first element is, is the FBI. Um, yeah, the FBI is keeping a watch on on Scott, and they they're pretty sure he's still in touch with yeah, with, the, the with the Pims. He actually hasn't been. Yeah. But they don't believe him. Right. And, and so then, of course, course, he does call them. And <laughs> three they days. Come, three, three days ago, they do they do come and get him. So the FBI is led by um, Jimmy the, Wu, yeah. Agent Wu, is one group of antagonists. And then you've got this, like, uh, what do you call it? The dark market, the, the black market tech selling guy who's been helping supply the PIMS with technology, but now he wants that technology because he wants to sell it to right. a highest bidder. And they're like, no, we're, we're using this to save my mom. Since we're doing this, he's played by Walton Goggins, who some of you may remember from, as being the totally out of control, sleazy cop from The Shield. Oh, I didn't know. Some, I didn't some watch years that. back. Yeah. And he plays a sleazeball really well. Yeah, he's a brilliant sleazeball, really. Uh, I, 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 he plays it very well. So the Wasp is bargaining with him to get this one component they need. And then enters yet another protagonist, the Ghost. The Ghost. Who is, has quantum phasing technology that lets her become desolved. And actually it's more than technology. Yes, and we she, find out later. She was in an accident that like totally screwed up her quantum whatever. Lets, lets her walk through and, walls and, and stuff. And it's painful and she wants to be cured. And the and she's discovered through the help of yet another character. Another character. Played by Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. That if she extracts energy from the mother... Who's still lost in the quantum realm. Who's still lost in the quantum realm. This may heal her. Of course, it may also kill the mother. So there's that element going through it, too. <laughs> this is really good. And is there... I think that's about it. Except that Walton Goggins also has another contact at the FBI. Right, who's so not Jimmy Woo. Who is... More antagonistic. So basically, at every so you've got point, uh, what a half dozen or more of these different plot threads and characters. It's either threads. the it's FBI complex. or this mafia guy or the ghost. 
who's constantly making it hard for them to rescue the mother. And you've got three antagonists. You have at least two storylines. Yes. Going on with with uh, Ant Man is on the run. The Pims are on the run. They're trying to construct this tunnel. They've got an entire building that they can shrink down to the size of a briefcase. And they keep all their cars in one of those Hot Wheels. And the Hot Wheels thing. thing. So there's a lot of fun with uh, changing a- sizes. And we didn't even mention Luis. Yeah. Luis, oh. who from the first Ant Man movie is kind of like Scott's. Business partner. Business partner. They're they're starting a new security business. And so he and his crew get mixed up in this. Oh, and that's that's brilliant because there's the Russian guy from the first movie. And so as soon as they start talking about the ghost, he's like, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. (laughs) So that was sort of a little thing. But I think the brilliant part is one of the things I really liked about the first Ant-Man movie was this whole gag where Luis would be talking about everybody else's voice and they would show the person talking with Luis's voice. And he just wor- rambles on. Because he rambles on, like, like I am. <laughs> but they were able to work that in in this brilliant little moment. It was, it was wonderful. Taking a step back from this gush of stuff we've just put out there, which probably won't make sense to a viewer unless you've actually seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yourself, this all sounds insanely convoluted. Right. The, where this movie is really good is all the pieces really do fit together. Yes, they do. Describing it like this, you'd think, man, there's way too much going on here. They must drop the ball at some I mean, point. But they really don't. Every piece fits together pretty well. I mean, it kind of sounds like, what was it, Batman and Robin, where you had Mr. Freeze and you had... Yeah, like 10 million different... And, yeah, and, you had all these and, different elements, and, and none of them worked. And none of them worked. Because it was ended too, up with this, too many of them all piled into one movie. And you ended up with a hot mess of a movie. And there were yeah. several of them that you did that. So you thinking about... But this one, I don't know what they did to do it right, but they did it right. Yeah. It all worked. It all woven together. It was funny. It was action-packed. It prob- there was a little bit of love and romance. As Two with, romances. As with the first Ant-Man movie or the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think it works because it's not its not a flat-out comedy, but there's more comedic elements. It's not as dramatic as for the Dark World or something. Yeah. So it, they play it a little looser, and that works. It, yeah. it helps. that you, you It's like a juggler keeping all these balls in the exactly. air. Exactly. And an it, expert juggler. Just like watching an expert juggler, it's a real treat. Yeah. And not only are you having fun in the moment when you watch this movie, but when you step back and think about it, it's like, wow, they kind of kept all the balls in the air and it, it all did. worked. It, it all, all really worked. worked. It worked. Um, a, one or two little pieces that I enjoyed, particularly about the movie, there's not direct, obvious callbacks, but there's a lot of callbacks to some of the really classic Ant-Man comic books, even back to the 60s and certainly into the 70s, back then they would often refer to the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, here it's Scott Lang, but they would also, they would often call him the master of many sizes. And you get to see that in this movie. A lot of times he's ant-sized, sometimes he's quantum-sized, he's subatomic, subatomic. There's a scene or two where he's the size of a little kid. Yeah, oh, that was that was funny. There's a couple of scenes where he's a giant, he's giant man, Yeah. again, which is fun. Another piece I liked, you won't know this, but the uh, character played by Lawrence Fishburne, Bill Foster, who, if you know your old comics, was 
black Goliath, or these days we just call him Goliath because it was a bad trait of comic books in the 60s and 70s that whenever you had a black character, you called him black Black something. (laughs) It works with Black Panther. It doesn't really work with any of the others. (laughs) Right. But anyway, he's in there, and he has sort of one line where he says, yes, I used to work with Pam as part of the Goliath project. Right, yeah. So... And, and they imply that at one point he grew to giant size too. Right. So that's a nice little throwaway gag. They, he doesn't change sizes. He doesn't do yeah. a lot with that. But he's also played as an extremely sympathetic character. Yes, He's yes. helping the ghost, who's a villain, but then you find out about her tragic backstory. So he comes yeah. off as a very good guy. Basically, he doesn't get along with Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. But as you notice through all these Ant-Man movies... It kind of seems like, with the exception of his wife and daughter, pretty much <laughs> nobody gets along with no, Hank Pym because no. Hank Pym is kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's one of those classic, I am so smart, if you can't keep up to me, you're not worth my time yeah. kind of guys. Which isn't exactly how he was played in the comics, but Hank had his share of And Michael Douglas does such a brilliant... And he does. Michael Douglas is good in that part. I mean, I, th- I think the strengths of this movie is you've got people who are really well cast. Yes. I mean, Paul Rudd as the Ant-Man is so believable as the loving, bumbling father. Yes, he is. And you can see the heroicness at the same time that he's kind of inept. And so you can see why the Wasp, who's a way more competent, Mm -hmm. and played by Evangeline Lilly, who used to be in Lost. Right. And And she was, like, super competent in that, too, right? Wasn't she the one with the bow and arrow and... Um, well, she was a, an ex-con. Oh, okay. Because she'd killed her father because he was a jerk. <laughs> All right. Okay. But anyway, she she but yes, she comes can... off as way smarter and more competent. Than, right. Than, but Ant Man has genuine heart, and yes. what you see throughout the movie. He, at one point, he has a line where he's talking to his daughter, and he's apologizing to her, saying, "You know, I wasn't supposed to go off and be Ant Man again, and now I could be in trouble, and that means that." If I go back to prison, I won't get to see you, and I didn't do right by you. And the little girl says, well, you were trying to help people, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And he says, yeah, but I'm not very good at it. And yeah. he says, and if I do that, she... And then the little girl says, well, you should go help the wasp. Yeah. And he says, well, if I help her, says, then I'm not doing right by you. Because I don't know how to help them without hurting you. Yeah, he's he, and he comes off as a guy who... Yeah, it can be inept and has made a lot of mistakes in his life. Yeah. But it genuinely has a good heart and he's constantly trying to do the right thing, which this movie shows maybe more than a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. It isn't always easy. Yeah. To do what's right, especially if you're, you know, if you're not Captain America. Yeah. And you're not Thor and you don't have billions of dollars of technology at your disposal like you're like, just a like, schlub with a shrinking suit yeah <laughs> and your mentor hates you <laughs> yeah you know that makes it a little hard yeah but he's in there trying and that's what makes it fun yeah one other thing i have to mention another little callback to the old comics the ghost's origin the ghost i think was a villain from the old comics i think originally she, she was an Iron Man villain. But mm. they mix it up yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But also, you get a very brief mention. The ghost is is the daughter of Elias Starr, who in the old comics was Hank Pym's big enemy, Egghead. The oh, scientist okay. Egghead. 
So there's, as is always the case, there's stuff that they put in there that if you're an old comic geek, you go, ah, that's cool. And if you're not, you don't need to know that, but yeah. it still works. Oh, it still totally works, works. Yes. for the story. And as with all the Marvel Cinematic movies, you want to stay past the credits. Oh, yes. And you may be tempted to leave after the first one, which is actually really important. It ties into Infinity War yes, and does. potentially the next Infinity War Part 2. Yeah. But stay till after after the credits because there's a fun little moment that's just it doesn't add to the story or any features but it's just a fun moment kind of like a blooper it's it's, it's like the first avengers movie it's like the shawarma gag at the end of the first Avengers, or the one, or the one where Captain America does the PSA. Yeah, PSA. So, so it's it's not just a little, crucial. Don't want to tell crucial. you anything great to the story, but it's 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 funny. fun. It's fun. Well, I don't know what else do we want to say about this. I just I had a blast watching. It's this a film. really fun movie yeah. to watch. I mean, I loved the, the original Ant Man. Yes. And a lot of times, the sequel is just not as good. Kind of like the Incredibles was awesome, but the Incredibles two was. Good, but not... Yeah, I, you know, I'd say that they're pretty much on par because yeah. the first Ant-Man movie was very much like this one. It wasn't great in the way that the first Avengers movie or Captain right. America was great, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah. this perfectly captures that same tone again. Exactly. Yeah. They go well together. They they, yes. they were able to stay. And I think, I think a lot of that has to do with the quality of the actors they got to play the role. Oh, heavens yes. I mean, you've got, you've got Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. briefly, but in her few scenes, she's really good. Oh, she's yeah. really good, and you're right. And she's, she's aged really well. She, she, she rocks, <laughs> she's rocking the white hair. Yeah. yeah Not yeah. a lot of women can do that, but she totally does. Yeah. Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd, uh, Michael, Mike, Michael Pena is yeah, Louise. Yeah, Michael Louise. Um, uh, Morris Fishburne. Fishburne. From The Matrix. And I don't, I, I don't know if there are other name actors that we're not thinking of. Oh, Walton Goggins, I guess. But everybody's yeah. good. Yeah. You even get to have a glimpse again of um, uh, Scott Lang's ex and her new husband that the little daughter Cassie stays with when right. she can't be with Scott. And unlike the first movie where, where there was this friction yeah. and she didn't like him because he was an ex-con, here they're all buddies and I guess, I guess they all know he's Ant-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they found they, that out at the end they, of the last they, movie. Yeah, I didn't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they know he's not supposed to be being Ant-Man now, but they all but, know and he they did all, that. And they're all chummy. They all and there's realize. even a funny little gag where he shows up and his ex will give him a little hug. And then Chance's <laughs> husband comes in and hugs him. I want an alone too, so... Which is weird, but it's funny. It's funny, it's, yeah. It's, it's so, a funny deal. I say this is a good, solid three-player Absolutely, film. absolutely. It's it's an entertaining picture, and if you go see it, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Hi, and welcome to C-Squared. This time we... What, what are you doing? I want to make sure you just stop banging the table like you did in... I only did that in the Fantastic Planet re And review. Jurassic World. And Solo. But that's <laughs> all. I don't know. We haven't listened to any, Maybe. This way. Hi.
How can I thump for emphasis now? <laughs> Tough patootie, sweetie. Think of just visualizing thumping. That's disgusting. <laughs> we have kids watching these reviews. Well, no, it's kind of like, you know, instead of putting a filler word like, um... I object! <laughs> Ready? Oh, wait, hands. Too hot? It's too hot, but I still want to have my hair down. Oh, you look good. Yeah, I do. You ready? Mm-hmm.